Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chido Jacob, here this morning to share with us today's episode of our ongoing Breaking of Life, Breaking of Bread by the Spirit, Fellowship in Light. Don't forget, as I mentioned yesterday, if you read your Bible very well, it was by knowledge that man was corrupted. Don't forget, Adam and Eve did not do anything on your list of sins today. Adam and Eve did not murder. Adam and Eve did not kill. When I ask people, what is the sin they committed? They said, it's a sin of disobedience. But how exactly did they disobey? Adam and Eve did not smoke Ibo. Adam and Eve did not commit fornication or adultery. They did not by bite. They did not gossip. They did not keep malice. There was no jealousy. So all the things on your list of sins today, Adam and Eve did not do any of that. But what did they do that the Bible called sin? It was they received a knowledge. It was by knowledge that man was corrupted. If you read your Bible very well, it said they ate of the uh, fruit, they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They did not smoke cocaine, they ate of the knowledge. That means eating, even though it was dramatized as if they took something and ate. But what it means is that they received, they welcomed into themselves the knowledge of good and evil. And it was that knowledge that corrupted man. Get your Bible very well. Today, it is also so. It was by knowledge that man was corrupted. It is also by knowledge that man is going to be redeemed. This is why the Bible calls Jesus the word of God. The word of life. Don't forget the book of Hebrews chapter 1 from 1 read to 3 tells you that, that God now speaks to us in the language of a son so that we will possess the knowledge of sons, right? That knowledge will begin to bring man back to life. Don't forget, God told them this tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat of it. The day you eat of it, you shall surely die, right? Correct translation says, in dying, you will die. But don't forget, when they ate of the fruit, they did not. They, when they ate of the knowledge, they did not fall down and die physically, immediately. In fact, the Bible tells you that they were still living up to 600 years, 800 years, 900 years, 400 years, and other stuff. They did not die immediately. But eventually, that knowledge first produced death in them, inside of them. And then eventually, it began to manifest in physical death, right? Don't forget, you may cut off a tree today, right? But the leaves don't dry up immediately. But when the leaves don't get the nutrients because it has been cut off, eventually it will die. So physical death first began with spiritual death. 
man was dead spiritually. What does he mean he was dead spiritually? Is that now, rather than feeding from the spirit of God that produces life, man now relied on his five senses, knowledge of good and evil. And the more man relied on the knowledge of good and evil to guide him, the more condemned he was inside of him the more heavy he was on the inside. And all those things began to disconnect his physical body from life and death eventually occurred. Now, why am I saying this to you? It is the same progression that God is restoring all things. First of all, man receives the knowledge of sonship. God today, the Bible said, is speaking to us in the language of a son. Man receives that sonship, right? You may not become a billionaire the next day. You may still suffer malaria or typhoid or whatever. Uh, you may still, you know, run into issues paying your house rent. Uh, some everybody, some people will like you, some people will hate you. But don't forget that which you have eaten inside will eventually produce life. It's just that we are so materialistic today. When we think about God, we think about outside. And this is what I have fought so hard by the grace of God to make men see that the work of God begins from inside of a man. Because a man's problem starts from inside of the man. Today, when we say this statement, some people feel offended, right? But think about it. Think about it. Let me just shock you this morning to show you how disconnected a lot of Africans are from reality. Today, Africans have more faith, right? Africans have more faith that their sickness is caused from outside of them. Africans have more faith, believe more, that somebody in their village can send them sickness, can make them sick, that an, uh, an enemy from outside is attacking them to make them sick. They are more willing to believe that than to accept the truth that their biology, something can be wrong from their biology. Their biology is right there. Is right there before them. I remember talking with somebody, and the person was telling me how, um, you know, this person gave him diabetes, this one gave him high blood pressure, and stuff like that. I'm saying, sir, these things, if you continue eating some certain things, of course, number one, number one, there are some that are hereditary. We know that. There are some, some people are more prone to some certain things. If you keep eating some certain things, don't exercise, don't do some certain things, your physical biology, you know, it's going to go out of whack. But even when you do those things, uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes we're ex exposed to elemental things, things that, that, that fly around in the air. You may do all these things and then drink water, even buy a uh, uh, bottle of water to drink, but you didn't know it was purified. So, but what I'm saying is that, but have you noticed that our mind has been so much corrupted that it is easier for them to believe that their sickness is coming from outside than coming from inside. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Sickness has many, many, many uh, uh, sources. I don't want to go off my topic this morning, but I feel I should explain this uh, or, or I should explain this a little further. There are many forms of illnesses, but the majority of illnesses are biological. Don't get me wrong. There are other sources, but majority are biological. But why do we believe that the majority are more spiritual than biological? I just said that this morning to tell you how the mind of man. So when we start to say, pay attention to what is in you, pay attention to what is going on in you. I like to tell people, 
Don't allow fear to come into your heart. Because once fear comes in, then it's like you have viewed a wrong way for some things, right? And, and, and don't, don't forget that Jesus himself said, what defies a man is not what goes inside the man, it's what comes out of that man. I hope I have explained this enough. So let me go back to my subject for this morning. Don't forget what I've been trying to share with you, that God is here. Don't forget, God is here. I was saying this thing this morning to explain to you that it was knowledge that corrupted man. It's also knowledge. By knowledge, man will also be redeemed. And what is that knowledge? That knowledge is specific. It is the knowledge about the Son of God. When we eat of that, don't forget, whatever you eat, you become. Whatever knowledge you eat, you become. If you eat the knowledge consistency consistently about the Son of God, you become the Son of God, and then you start to transform from within you. Amen and amen. This morning... Let me ask you a question, brothers and sisters, Bible scholars, pastors in the house. Let me ask you a question. Why did Jesus keep calling himself the son of man? Have you asked yourself that question? In fact, in fact, Jesus called himself son of man 80 times in the gospels, 80 times, 32 times in Matthew 14 times in Mark, 26 times in Luke, and in 10 times, all right, in the other, uh, in John. Why did Jesus keep calling himself the Son of Man? First of all, what is the meaning of the Son of Man? Think about that. Why did Jesus keep calling himself the Son of Man? Have you asked yourself that question? First of all, what does Son of Man mean? Son of Man simply means is a way to demonstrate the humanity of Jesus. Literally, if you translate it literally, son of man means son of Adam, somebody made of the earth, right? Literally, if you interpret it. For example, when those prophets will receive a word and they, they will be addressed as son of man, what do you see? Son of man is literally means son of Adam. That means made of clay, right? But in context, when you interpret it correctly, what it means in essence, eventually, what it means is to show humanity. Son of man means that we are human beings, shows humanity. So why did Jesus call himself more of son of man than he called himself the son of God? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. And don't forget that son of man is a way to show humanity, to show that this person is completely human. Jesus, completely God, completely human. Like as I explained to you yesterday, acacia wood mixed with gold. Complete God, complete man. But Jesus seemed to prefer to call himself son of man. Beloved, don't get distracted. It, Jesus, that means Jesus was using every opportunity to show his humanity to show his humanity that God is coming in the flesh of man. God is becoming a man. The only way God can reach man at the core is to become a man. Don't forget what the scripture says. It says that the kind of high priest we have is a high priest who have our nature to be able to feel our pain. The closest way God can reach man is through man. 
understand that God becoming a man. And the only way God is going to change humanity, change the world, right, introduce his kingdom, is that son of men now become sons of God. I don't know whether you understand what I'm explaining to you this morning. I'm trying to open up your mind so that you eat the right things. You eat them, right? You eat them. It starts to expand your mind and the work is ongoing within you. Moving you, just like we ate the knowledge of good and evil, it moves us to death. If we continue to eat the, the, the knowledge of the Son of God, don't forget, he said, I came to give you life. Eventually, we migrate towards the fullness of life. Praise God. Let me read this scripture. Luke 17, right? Let me read from 20. 20. And this scripture, I've read it many times. I've explained it many times. I was also looking for it last Sunday. But don't forget. Jesus was once asked by the Jewish religious leaders, when will God's kingdom come? Jesus responded, God's kingdom does not come by simply obeying rules, I've explained that, or waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another, for God's kingdom reign is already expanding within some of you. Now, Jesus said this to them, and he knew that they didn't really understand it well. Guess what happened? This is the portion I've never read. Now, this is Luke, right? 17. Now, go to verse, verse number 20. Jesus began to explain to them. So, when he gathered his disciples later, the Bible said later, Jesus addressed this again with his apostles. He made that statement outside. He knew they were not clear. So, he again, he went back. Look at the heart of a teacher. He went back again to explain to them in details. He says, the time is coming when a great passion will be awakened within you to see me again. Yes, you would long to see the beginning of the days of the Son of Man. Now, Jesus is talking about the end of the age, how the kingdom come, and he begins to call himself the Son of of man. Remember I asked you this morning, what is the meaning of the son of man? Jesus was trying to make himself as human as possible. What that means is that when you look at him, he's 100% human. He drinks water, he pees, he goes to toilet, but that human is an is a, is an is a, a a package. Is a, is a vessel carrying the spirit of God, carrying the fullness of God. That means within him is God, outside him is man. Full God, full man. Understand this. Jesus is about to talk about the coming of the Son of Man, the end of the age. And here, he used this phrase multiple times. Jesus says, yes, you will long to see the beginning of the days of the son of man don't forget the days not day the days of the son of man now it says but you won't be able to find me why is that why is that because they'll be looking for him in a particular way right they will long to see him they will wait to see him but they won't see him why now next verse you will hear reports from some who will say look he has returned, he's over here, or he's over there. Don't believe it or run after them, for their claims will be false. Now, he goes on to say something. The days of the Son of Man, again, he calls himself the Son of Man when he's talking about his return. To tell you the form in which he will come. 
he continues to call himself the son of man. As if it was not enough. When Jesus was talking about the end of the age, he described himself not as the son of God. Of course we know. Now, can I tell you something that you should be aware of? Did you know that? Because God is spirit. We cannot call God. That's God the father. We cannot call him son of man. Why is son of man important? Son of man is important because that is how God came down to us in the package of son of man. That's how God made himself visible to us, to relate with us. It is by being human being, God becoming a man. In that package, we call son of man. Son of man is the visibility of God. Son of man is the manifestation of God as man. A cassia wood wrapped with gold. Humanity and divinity wrapped together in one. God and man becoming one. And now when Jesus is talking about the end of the age, he calls himself not son of God, son of man, to tell you how and what exactly he will look like. He says, the day of the son of man will burst forth like the brightness of a lightning strike that shines from one end of the sky to the other, illuminating the earth. In other words, bringing light to the earth. Now, he says this. He gives them an idea. Sir, don't let Mount Zion themes confuse you. Read your Bible. He gave them an idea. He said, but before this takes place, before this takes place, the son of the son of man again in a few lines jesus has called himself son of man three times again the son of man must pass through great suffering and rejection from this generation he says the same thing that happened in days of noah will take place again in the days of the son of man first of all he said to them for this to take place how you will know is that first of all, the Son of Man must first pass through great self-suffering and be rejected by this generation. What was he talking about? He, the great suffering, what does that mean? His death, his burial, that is the great su suffering. Sir, has that been accomplished? Has that been completed? Jesus says, before the days of, he calls it the days of the Son of Man. That is the days when God becomes man. The days when God will show up as man. The days when you will see a human being outside is human, but he's full God because he is a container of the spirit of God. That is the days of the son of man. The son of man, the days is the day of the kingdom. Don't forget how Jesus got here was because they first asked him, when will the kingdom come? When will this kingdom be established? Jesus says, the kingdom is not in the way you think. It's not about keeping rules. After you keep rules, you qualify, you enter. He says, it's not by waiting for signs. Believers all over the place waiting for signs. So when lightning, when lightning strikes somewhere, they say, wow, that is a sign. God is coming. When an earthquake goes somewhere, they say, wow, God is coming. They are waiting for signs, right? Don't forget, it is unbelievers that wait for signs, right? And then he goes on to say, hey, he said, neither will the kingdom be here or there. The kingdom is expanding where? 
on the inside of you. He knew they didn't understand. So later, later, he gathered them together and began to explain to them what's going to happen. And in this short passage, Jesus called himself repeatedly son of man four times. Four times. He says the days of the son of man. The days of the son of man. And don't forget, son of man means that God becomes human. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What I say to you this morning, I have said this many times, may not make you get a job instantly. It can, depending on how your heart opens to it. But what you are learning is who you were meant to be. Don't forget, every situation you are in now comes from where you are coming from. Come from your experience, what you have learned, what you have seen. For you to go somewhere else, first of all, you have to go, you have to first of all go somewhere. That means now your spirit man inside must travel some places before your physical person can travel there. That's what this message is for. Friend, this is more fundamental than you think. God is rebuilding me. God is rebuilding you by helping us understand who he is and who we are. Don't forget, as a man thinks that he is, so that man will be. Don't forget that. Don't forget that what corrupted man was knowledge. They ate and they died. But when they ate, they didn't drop down dead immediately. It took a while for that to take its full course. So also, now that we eat the knowledge of life, Allow we continue to eat, allow it to settle. It is leading us to a place. Glory be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I will stop here and I'll come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Help me to spray this good news as much as you can. And don't forget that this morning you have been served. Shalom.